0: The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International.
1: My little brother was involved in a head-on collision. He was on a little motorbike, and he hit a truck Mm. head-on. They didn't think he would live out the next couple of hours.
0: Next, hear how Keith Moore and his family grew closer to God through the supernatural healing of his brother.
1: The next day, I was pushing him up and down the hall in a wheelchair. He could walk, but I they wanted he's we're laughing and cutting up. Oh man.
2: Thank you. Thank all of you. Thank you for giving us this opportunity to share with you. I'm James Robinson. Betty and I are thrilled to have an opportunity to spend time with you. You're going to meet one of the men that I have great respect for and appreciation for. And for some reason, God supernaturally has led him, as he has many of you, to reach out in love. And I think, Betty, put God's arms around people who feel overlooked, who are in desperate need, but never knew anyone would notice. And uh, we notice, thank God, and we're able to do something about what we see because of you, because you see and you care. Uh, Keith Moore pastors in Branson, uh, Missouri, and also in in, uh, Florida, two great congregations. And I have heard him speak uh, many times. He happens to be a good friend of of uh, Kenneth Copeland, and has spoken at some of those conferences where I've been blessed to go in and share uh, at their invitation, and they've been so prayerful in their support for what Betty and I are called to do. But I always saw him as someone who stood out, and uh, and I'll tell you why as I introduce him. I want you to welcome Keith Moore uh, to life today. <laughs> Keith, you to see you. Thank you, sir. I, uh, I always... I saw you as, as, a, as a spiritual statesman. And whenever I heard you speak, your, your manner, uh, your delivery was captivating. And uh, I just saw something in you that I was, I was drawn to you. I don't know how to explain it other than supernatural. And then come to find out, you seemed to see something in our lives or our ministry that caught your attention.
1: What was it? Oh. You all have been a big part of our our lives for a long time, Brother James. Uh, back when my parents weren't going to church, uh, my brother and I were young. You were on TV, mm-hmm. and uh, that was the only ministry we got was watching your broadcast. I believe it was on a Sunday evening. So you, uh, the Lord, through you, ministered into us
2: way Thank before God.
1: I had any idea. Where did that, you live? Where was home then? Uh, North of Jackson, Mississippi. Wow. Deep south. <laughs> All right, tell me how you came
2: to the Lord. I want to know how you had that encounter. Maybe oh, wow. Maybe I pointed you in the right direction, <laughs> but I know a lot of others did. Tell, tell me your journey.
1: Well, at that point, uh, we weren't serving the Lord as a family. And thank God we were getting some ministry listening to you. But uh, my little brother, three years younger than myself, was involved in a head-on collision. He was on a little motorbike. And he hit a truck yeah. head on. Yeah. And um, oh, it, it broke his neck, it fractured his face and his skull, and I don't know what all, but they didn't think he would live out the next couple of hours. And a woman of God, a dear woman of God that was a friend of a friend of the family, we didn't even know her, came by the hospital, told us that if we would pray and believe God, that he'd hear our prayers. Mm. And so, you know, in a situation like that, you're, you're desperate. You are desperate. And we cried out to God. And he was comatose, barely breathing. I mean, I, I don't want to, it's too graphic to describe what kind of shape he was in. It was awful. Little, uh, what was he, a 12-year-old boy? And um, the next day... I was pushing him up and down the hall in a wheelchair. He could walk, but I, was, they wanted, he's, we're laughing and cutting up. Oh man. Wow. Miraculous, miraculous. Got your attention. Oh, well, my grandmother's fine uh, Christian woman. She's in heaven now, but oh, one of the strongest Christians around. She sent word for us when we got back home, would we come see her? So we did. And my dad, me and my little brother, my mom, she said, the Lord has spared our baby. Hmm. She said, I told him that if he would, y'all would serve him. Wow. She said, did They're I lie? <laughs> <laughs> did I lie? Oh, wow. And uh, my hmm. dad hung his head and said, no, ma'am. And next Sunday we were in church <laughs> in a fine Baptist church down there. And um, at the end of this, that first service, my dad got up and walked down the aisle to give his heart to the Lord. And I so respected my dad. He's in heaven now too. I thought, well, if he needs to go, I need to go. That's a great example. And I got up, I followed him down <laughs> and got born again. Yeah, Praise good. the Lord. Okay. How did
2: you get into ministry? You know, you'd think a guy meets the Lord be wise
1: enough. No, you don't want to get into ministry <laughs> if you don't have some
2: pretty tough challenges.
1: I, <laughs> it, it was not in my thinking. I was involved in um, martial arts and sport fighting. Hey, that's why I respect you. <laughs> but my idea was that I was going to go study in, in Asia, and I was going to get really good at that. And Chuck Norris uh, type yeah, right? Right. He was one of my yeah. guys I looked up to. And, um, but about that same time, I, got, I began to feed on the word more, and I got so dissatisfied, uh, I, um, I had a great job, a beautiful wife, had a dog that caught my frisbee, had a hot rod, <laughs> everything a country boy would like, you know, and yet I got to where I'm unf- I'm just, something's not right, something's not right, and so at n- midnight, I might be out in the woods saying, God, what? What is it? What is it? And I, I didn't know how to hear from him. I thought, well, maybe I can hear a, a voice or he put something in the sky, but. Finally, one, uh, one evening, he spoke to my heart very clearly. He said, Keith, I've said many things to you in my word. Find out what I've already said. And if I want to say something else, I will. Mm-hmm. And we began to feed on the word. And then he led us to meetings. And I got involved in Brother Kenneth Hagin's ministry and <laughs> was there for 20 years. And... Got some faith pumped up. Oh, wow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, okay. Now, you've been in Branson how long? 15 years. And you started the church in Florida a few years ago? It's five years old now. All right. Yeah. I'm curious because last year, we were seeing a lot of people in desperate shape. Right. And we were trying to drill water wells. Right. And we had to get another rig because mm-hmm. sometimes you can't repair them anymore. Yeah. And you know, they're close to half a million dollars. They're a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And uh, we put out a challenge and uh, we were on our way. And then we get a call from you.
1: Do you mind telling our viewers what you wanted to do for us? Well, the, uh, the Lord dealt with us for the church to get involved with you guys for another well drilling rig.
2: Yeah. And your church gave us, they gave us a second rig when we were asking for Thank Hallelujah. How do you, you explain, <laughs> Keith? The the love of God flowing through your heart and the people's heart towards them, that's significant. That's not, that's not small. Yes. As far as we're concerned, that's, that's a miracle.
1: Yes, sir. How do you explain it? Us too. Well, it, you and I were talking about this briefly, uh, but God has been so misrepresented. Hmm. He's been lied about. He's been portrayed as the cause of people's lack and pain and cruelty. And it's a lie. God is light. And in him is no, darkness. not even any darkness. If it's any kind of evil or bad or destruction, it's not him. Mm-mm. And the Lord's through, through you all have shown the love of God so powerfully in ministering to those that, uh, that many don't know about. They're, all, they're the overlooked, aren't they? Yes, sir. But not by God. No. And, and what our people in our church can see in what you are doing, we see these young ones. Mm. And uh, with nothing. And it may not sound like much, but some clean, fresh water, it ministers the goodness of yes, God to people who it don't changes, know him. It's not just water, but it's a revelation. He's He's real. <laughs> He's good. <laughs> he'll bless you. He cares. And, and what I can see, God never intended for one man to be dependent on another for, to be his source. That's right. And God could use us to minister some of these things to people, but we can never meet all their needs. Mm. But if they can begin to taste and see how good he is and begin to look to him for their source, he'll not only give them a, a, a water well. He'll bring them out. He'll give them an education. He'll, he'll give them a business. Yep. He'll, he'll do anything they'll believe for.
2: You know what? I'm, and I, I want to just drop this on you because, Keith, we're praying. We're praying for a new day in American life, but we'll be inspired by a new day in the church life. Mm-hmm. When the church reveals how great the Father is by our love for the Father, our love for one another that Jesus prayed for, the love you and I have for one another. See, it went way back. It started you as a kid. Yes. You are just listening. Yes. But then this relationship came, and what happened? The love of God pulled us together so we could become a vessel through which He flowed His love toward I others. Love now, here's the deal. The continent of Africa is as resource-rich as the United States, mm. more so. Mm. It's not only bigger, there's more potential there. Yes. But it's not being extracted. Right. The, the needs of the whole world could be met in the continent of Africa. I'm talking about legitimate needs, mm. food needs. If they ever learned how to harvest all the fish with an organized fashion and yeah. a way to freeze, way to ship, they could provide that for all of uh, Asia sure, and uh, the uh, United Kingdom, for mm-hmm. instance, and much of the world. But it's never been developed because the people there have been plundered. And when the entrepreneurial mind goes in, we go in to extract resources, Mm. nations extract, but we don't invest in. That's what Mm. missionaries do because they have the heart of God. If the people who know how to find resources would make their primary focal point, the people, the greatest resource on the continent, and we would go in to love the people and train the people and show them how to develop what God's given them, You've got a whole new miraculous move of God. And what it really is, Keith, it's the promised land. Yes. Why would God take people out of dependence on Pharaoh, out of dependence on others, and say, I'm going to lead you, whatever it takes, divide the sea, doesn't Mm. matter. I'm going to take you into a land that flows with milk and honey. I'm going to take you into a land of opportunity. I'm going to take you into a garden of Eden that is beyond your imagination. And I want you to steward it. God wants to take us into opportunity, but not so opportunity and blessings take us. No. And we find that's what happens. Mm. And you see, it hasn't happened to us because God is bigger in us than all the attractions out here in the world. Yes. Now, He can become that big to every gifted man, Absolutely. to every entrepreneur, Absolutely. to every business leader to every church could become that big to every political leader. It's the truth. To where we see people as the resource. Mm-hmm. Do any of you un- out here understand what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? Mm-hmm. I mean, everything we need is here. And yes. people created in the image of God mm-hmm. can come together <laughs> with his wisdom meet any need on this planet. Yes. There's not a challenge we can't meet. Yes, now, I think you and I share this vision mm-hmm. for the church. Now, please hear me. I want you to pray with me that our leaders will understand what the greatest resource is, It's people created in the image of God who have not learned to live focused on Him, Mm. dependent upon Him, led by Him, enlightened by Him, Mm. directed by Him, overseen by Him, and then we become the overseers of what He has entrusted to our watch care. Keith, I believe with all my heart That's the reason people like us have met today as church leaders. And do you agree with me? You're seeing church leaders who bear witness with what I've just shared and realize that we can actually show people the glory of God and see a people adorned in his glory before he comes in glory and show this world in darkness, what the light of his love looks like before Uh, Jesus comes. uh, Do you believe God would like to do that through his body? With all my
1: heart. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Just like the the little, uh, I won't say little, but in the big scope of things, the water well truck, I couldn't have done that personally. Phyllis and I couldn't, but our church together could. Yep. Well, all of us churches together. No end. All all of it's just it, it makes the devil tremble. Yep. All all of us together, not just our natural resources, but our graces, our gifts our anointings, Mm -hmm. our faith. That combined shatters every yoke, every bondage. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. (laughs) It's the fulfillment of God's dream, Mm -hmm. his vision, his desire, a a global expression of his vast love. (laughs) Yeah.
2: yeah. You, You know, Keith, I hear leaders say a lot of times, and rightly so, God bless America. But I find myself saying, God help America to bless you. And we bless God when we look out and bless others. Mm-hmm. We ought to want to meet needs, but we got to remember this. You don't meet people's needs by redistribution. No. You meet people's need by compassion connections. Well, you got somebody involved. Even if you're going to fund something, you still need godly oversight Mm -hmm. because people need to learn to be accountable and responsible. Otherwise, you're just funding all manner of evil and you're funding a dependence upon what you just referred to a while ago, a source other than God. So we've really got the situation really backwards Mm -hmm. on planet Earth and it's the church's responsibility, which in my opinion, what you've done with your church and their willingness to say, let's look beyond ourselves Let's join where something is happening effective mm-hmm. and let's see miracles. Yes. This is what needs to happen in the church worldwide. Mm. It's what needs to happen with people.
1: Yes, sir. And
2: this is our prayer. Would you join me? Do you thank God for what you've heard and Hallelujah. seen from this pastor? And hopefully what wow. we share today. I'm telling you, the stage is set for the greatest spiritual awakening in history. It is. And I mean, if you want to see darkness driven out Turn on the light. (laughs) You don't curse the darkness. You don't wave at it. You just turn on the light. And the darkness is gone. Father, would you please raise up your family to look like the Father and allow Jesus to literally become the guiding force in our lives, the Holy Spirit in us, Jesus in us, to manifest your will on planet Earth for your glory. In Jesus' name. Keith, I want to thank you and you pass it on to your people how much we appreciate them. I'm saying it to you. Thank you. And all of you all over the world. Our viewers, they seem to have the heart that you and your church have. When they see a need, then they may say, well, I don't have much but I can do that. You know, like when we're feeding, think about this. We can feed three children for several months for $30. I mean, that's everything they need Mm -hmm. to balance their diet. And the science and the people that work with our mission organization, they design the nutritional need for that particular region. It's amazing what we've been able to do. And our viewers have built three food factories that produce all of this. It's amazing. So please, right now, you be praying all our viewers will help us because $30 will feed three, $50 will feed five, $100 will feed 10 there's a level at which you could help. I want you to watch, see the situation, and say, okay, God, what's my part sharing your heart? And I believe you're gonna do it. I believe you're gonna do it rejoicing, cheerfully, gladly. Watch closely.
3: Life is precious. It's also fragile. of a child's life are a crucial stage of development their muscles are forming their brains are developing and their tiny bones are growing and fusing together malnutrition and a lack of food are a serious threat to this development and children often lose their lives to this silent killer our teams have identified areas of critical need in South Sudan and Angola Through no fault of their own, children in these areas were born into poverty, famine, and war. They have no safety net, and they desperately need our help more than ever. While this situation is grim, it's not hopeless. Mission Feeding's goal is to provide children like these with a daily bowl of food. It's a proven solution. It's an answer to these mothers' prayers. It's yours to give.
2: When I saw the need 25 years ago, up close and personal, and I saw the love of the missionaries who brought their little children with them and moved into what we would consider the belly of hell, the pit of hell. And they went there with so much love, but they needed help. It's like when the lead missionary heard me say, well, Betty and I could stay here and help. And the missionary said very forcefully, please don't stay here. Please go back home and get help so we can stay here and not be empty handed. Please go back and help us. And Betty, when we came back, I didn't have any idea if people would help. I knew if you had a mission conference at the church or you had a prayer meeting at the church, that's the thing the fewest people attended. Hardly anyone ever went. So when we came back and asked you if you'd help, Betty and I signed on to help. And I mean, we started right away. And the ministry agreed. And we sold some assets to just get money to start because we didn't know if you'd help. But God's love began to flow through the viewers of life today. And I mean, let me just, let me just talk to you as personally as I can. We began to see the love of God flow freely through viewers who watch the program. And they began to tell us, when you show us a legitimate need and an effective way to meet it, we rejoice. And we found people all over the world saying, show us an opportunity to be the miracle in someone's life, in that situation. To be the strength to missionaries full of the love of God, and we'll do it. And you've done it. And to God be the glory. And then you helped us drill water wells, helped us rescue people from the sexual trafficking, and you helped us provide life centers, homes, orphanages for children all over the world. You've been amazing. Right now in South Sudan, and it's been in the news continually, it is critical. And they're starving, the children are dying. Many of them being maimed and attacked because they're hated. But the answer is the love of God. And I'm telling you, those people are so receptive. In Angola and other parts of Africa, we've got 400,000 children right now that we have located that are in desperate need of our help. If you would simply reach out today and say, I want to help you feed those children, for $30, $50, or $100, we can feed three, five, or 10 children for the next months. And I'll always say, if there's any way that you could give $100 and help us feed 10, please do it, please. If you give $1,000 and help us feed 100, that'd be wonderful, do it. We're asking many of you, when we get the things stabilized in an area, we start feeding at schools. So we feed their little minds. And $1,400 will feed a whole school. It's amazing. There is a level at which you can help. We have some gifts we want to send you to build your life spiritually, your devotional life, to bless you and inspire you. But we're asking you right now to reach out and touch someone with love. Would you go and get your bank card? Would you actually move to do it and say, I'm going to be the miracle in those children's lives? Would you get your bank card, go online, make the gift God puts on your heart, please? Or call the number and make the gift. If you want to write a check, make it to life. But please call us and tell us what you're sending. We need to notify the missionaries. You're going to have the resources. You planted your life there. You're not going to be there empty-handed. Please, right now, would you do it? Thank you for making that move. Thank you for becoming someone's miracle.
0: In impoverished and even now famine-stricken areas of Africa, children are suffering. The need is great, and without food, they face death by starvation. Life's Mission Feeding Program is ready. With your support, we're able to feed and care for children in famine areas of Sudan, as well as Angola and Mozambique. With all of our previous reserves gone, and Mission Feeding facing the worst drought and food shortage in years, we urgently need to replenish our food supplies to reach 400,000 children counting on us. Your life-saving gift of $30, $50, or $100 will help feed and care for 3, 5, or 10 children for the next 3 months. Please also consider a special gift of $1,400 to help sponsor a school and help feed 140 children for 3 full months. With your gift of any amount we'll send you my daily word devotional this box set of four seasonal devotionals will help you read reflect and renew yourself through god's word with space to journal your thoughts and reflect each day with your gift of 100 or more you'll also receive carrie job's newest music project the garden along with the story behind the garden companion dvd and finally with your gift of one thousand dollars or more be sure to request Determined Eagle, our 2017 commemorative bronze sculpture. Please call, write, or go online today and make your gift of life to help feed and care for hungry children.
2: I just say, praise God for what he does through yielded vessels like you. My daily word this is absolutely wonderful Betty there are quite a few of the thoughts here from you and and Sheila and others that, that have been such a blessing and uh, this just goes by season. Uh, spring, summer, fall, winter and it's a daily devotion and then uh, Carrie Job who actually you know <laughs> grew up in our ministry with her dad on our staff and what a singer and this is a very special offering that uh, they've presented for us, the garden. And it's a CD, beautiful. And then there's a DVD telling the story that Carrie and her husband tell about how God led in this. It's just beautiful. And the uh, beautiful uh, uh, bronze and uh, Keith, this is the determined eagle. I hope if you can sponsor a school, you will, or you can help us feed 100 kids, you'll do it. And we thank you for it. Join Betty and me in saying another big thank you to Keith Moore and to his wonderful church family. Love you, buddy. Thank you so much. Thank you. you, Mr. Thank you so much. Thanks for sharing the love of God.
1: You can't understand freedom until you even understand your
0: captivity. Discovering you are free. Tomorrow on Life Today with Sheila Walsh and Rebecca Lyons. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.